From the Transverse Network, this is The Transgender Show, an interview program about gender discovery and self-acceptance. I'm your host, Emily. This week on the show, we have our first couple as Rosa rejoins us and brings along her wonderful partner, Elise. So first off, starting, how long have you two been together? I think we're two months away from being a decade, so 10 years. Wow, nice. That's (laughs) awesome. Congratulations on that. Yeah, it feels like an eternity sometimes. (laughs) Very sweet. Uh, you <laughs> Typical long-term relationship. Learn, always willing to get to the You're going to learn very quickly. She's very sarcastic. Yeah, I apologize. That's fine. That is right in, my, in line with my sense of humor. So we're going to get along great. Sarcasm is more than welcomed. So, Elise, how did Rosa first approach you with the concept of her being transgender? Well, it wasn't so much she approached me. Um, for about... A year and a bit, Rosa was quite down. She was a bit depressed, and every time I tried to talk to her, it didn't really go well. So um, I would always ask her what was wrong, and it would we wouldn't really have a conversation, and I'd end up just kind of letting it go. So one night, Rosa was really, really upset, and um, I just decided I wasn't going to let it go. We're going to talk about it. So I just pushed and needled and nagged until she told me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I was like just, I don't know, I was just in a state where I was laying on the bed just sobbing. And then Elise was just just pushing, going, you tell me. what's, What's wrong? And then she eventually got it out of me that, yeah, I'm like, I, I need I need to transition. That's, okay. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Were there any signs for you um, beforehand when you when you heard this, Elise? That or how did it how did it catch you? Were you caught off guard? Uh, no, I wasn't caught off guard. Um, it was there were a couple of signs. Um, so about when we got back from America, so like early two thousand nineteen. Rosa had talked to me about wanting to like dress a bit more feminine and I was all for that. We went out and bought some clothes and we started doing that and we had a really nice New Year's Eve. Yeah. It was more androgynous looking. So it wasn't really a surprise. Like, and even when Rosa told me, um, it was just, okay. (laughs) Is that why you're sad? (laughs) Yeah. So then you were pretty well accepting of it right from the beginning. Yes. Um, so I think after she told me, I was just, oh, oh, that's okay. Um, and the very first question I asked was if it would be safe for Rosa to do that. Like it wouldn't affect her, um, like HTR wouldn't affect like her lifespan or it wouldn't like medically make her like unwell in the long run. Mm. And, that was my very first question. Yeah, and so when I was doing all my research on HRT, my main like research area was if it was safe, because I knew I knew her first question was going to be, "Is it is it safe? Am I gonna is something gonna happen to me? Like because of my previous like medical history." That was what I was concerned about. So I yeah. was correcting 
guessing what she was going to ask me. Yeah, and I think the the second question was, do you still love me? And as soon as she said yes, I was like, ah! I thought we were going to break up. So it was quite good. It was like a really nice conversation and... Yeah, because those, that, like, two years of me being kind of shut down and cut off, yeah. you thought, yeah, like, I was trying to, like, break up with you. You just oh. didn't have the guts to do it. <laughs> so it was, that those two years were quite difficult, but, like, after you told me, it was just weight off my mind. I'm sure it was a weight off your mind. <laughs> even more than me. But, yeah, it was a really sad but ultimately positive conversation that we had. Yeah. It was like a new a turning point in our relationship. So, Elise, um, I think a, a main trouble that people have in this conversation is that when you talk about transitioning, uh, a lot of people will go to the worst case scenario at the end. It sounds like you didn't have any of that. You didn't have any fears of her transitioning all the way um is that true and did you have a lot of questions about how far she wanted to go in her journey and how that would affect how you felt so the worst case scenario for me was that we'd break up so mm -hmm. when um Rosa said that she still loved me that was worst case scenario was totally fine there was no worst case scenario after that so i think that night we just had like um the conversations and you know it's i still love rosa it's her body if whatever needs to happen along the way i was 100 percent for i just wanted rosa to be happy hmm. and she'd obviously been struggling for it for a while so i just wanted her to be happy and there was any changes that happened along the way where i could deal with hmm I think the only thing you're afraid of is, like, if I go for, like, a surgery or something, like, something will happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just me anyway. So, um, Rosa's in our, like, almost 10 years together, we've had a couple of um, bad surgeries and illnesses, mm. and I've always had those issues. Like, my very first panic attack was when I thought Rosa was really sick. And... Before we got together, I had, like, I had a tumour. Um, it was between my eye and my nose, like, under the bone and was, like, growing. So, like, um, I got that removed and I, one time the wound actually ripped open and I had to go to the hospital because I was, like, bleeding out. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember telling the story to Elise and I said to her, if this side of my nose bleeds, then we've got a problem. And then one night it happened and then Elise just panicked and was like, ah! Oh. Yes. <laughs> and you fainted. I did. It was the very first time I've ever fainted. Um, and Rose was just like bleeding out and she's just like patting me. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> Poor Elise short circuits because all the worst case stuff comes into her brain and, and she sees the blood and everything. It's just like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh that's my, my absolute worst case. Yeah, so um, um, anytime we have talks I, about steps along the way, it's always like, Whoo. Yeah, because I've had a few surgeries, like non-transition related ones, and she always panics a little bit like, oh, what's if something goes wrong? 
That's well, my worst case scenario. So anything along the way, anything that happens, as long as Rose is happy, we still love each other. Hmm. It's win-win. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's totally win-win for you and just blows through like all of my questions that I have for tonight. So, <laughs> so be a short one. <laughs> Um, well, you know, another another question, you just about yourself, Elise, personally on this, another thing that a lot of cis women struggle with when presented with a partner who's transitioning is a struggle with the labels that will then fall on them. You know, um, lesbian, gay, you know, there, there's, there's some of, of those things. Was that ever a concern for you? No. So I identify as pansexual and demisexual. Mm -hmm. So for me, I've always um, struggled on the labels of either straight or lesbian. So like before, if we were in a straight relationship or like a perceptually straight relationship, I was like, no. So it looks like we are, but I'm actually like more than that. Like, um, and the same now, like, so if we were classed as like a lesbian couple, which like outwardly facing we are mm -hmm. um it's more than that so it's not the one or the other so i don't really have that problem so mm. with heterosexual women it would be a very big different conversation to have whereas i've always just been um especially being demisexual it mm. takes a long time for me to kind of like develop those feelings and emotions for someone yeah. um so when they did for Rosa, it was just um, anyway. Hmm. So it doesn't matter what gender or anything like that because I just, I just love Rosa. So I'm just happy along the way. So I don't struggle with the labels. Uh, if we get labeled as like a lesbian couple, I'm fine with that. It's just as long as I know I'm more. Mm -hmm. like, I love that, yeah. that you're more than meets the eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's just I'm so glad we're trans. A trans? <laughs> she can't have trans in front of everything. Yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> I put trans in front of things. And she's like, you can't just put trans in front of things now. But if you do, you always have to say transformer. You have to emphasize the trans part, right? Yeah. Let's see. Do I, I have do any it. other <laughs> questions that actually pertain to you with this? So many couples struggle so deeply with it. It's just wonderful and so unique that you were in, in such a place to accept it and to be open to whatever the sexuality of the relationship was, whatever the labels were, and whatever Rosa wanted to be. That's, that's wonderful. Um, yeah. Um, I know you've got a list of questions, and like we do have an answer for all of them pretty much. So, okay. like, you can ask us anything. <laughs> All right. Um, do you think that there's something in that? I know you're in that unique position, Elise, to have been accepting of, of everything. Is there something in the conversation specifically that you think that went well, that Rosa did well to help things along? I know her sitting, just laying on the bed, crying and not telling you probably doesn't qualify very much, but anything you have in that? Um, like ideally, if we were to have had a different conversation, oh. an actual conversation. <laughs> um, no, I think it's very important just to be honest. Like, um, 
And it was very, very important to me when we were having this conversation to constantly have Fraser reassure me that like she still loved me. I was still like a big priority in her life. She wanted to maintain that um, like romantic and sexual relationship with me. So just to like lay down the information and just be honest with what we want, what she wants and like how we can continue forward. I think that would be a really nice way that that conversation did well, and kind of could have gone. But also there was the thing like five years ago. Oh, mm. yeah. So this one. <laughs> so about five years ago, one of my favourite movies is pretty much just like a trans rom-com. So it's called Different for Girls and it's got Rupert someone as an actor in it and um i made rosa watch it because it's one of my favorites and at the end of that because they have a happy ending which is surprising in the 90s mm. um i actually said to rosa like you know i'd still love you if you were trans and that would have been a perfect time to have that conversation <laughs> so but um I have thought about that a couple of times to say like perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's whatever Rosa was comfortable with, if that's the time she needed to get to where she is. And, you know, I wouldn't change anything. Like um, I'm happy. Rosa is happiest I've ever seen her. And um, yeah, I just think the most important thing for me was just honesty and to have her reiterate mm-hmm. and tell me that, still loved me and um so wanted to continue the relationship so i think that's one of the most important parts of like having that conversation so rosa at that time when you watched that movie with elise and she made that that comment how did that make you feel and sort of in the ballpark of things how far away from it were you in accepting that part of yourself um honestly I don't really remember that conversation at all. I only remember it a little little bit. I can see your face. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I was was so far away from accepting it at that point. Like, so, so far away. Mm -hmm. Because I think at that time it was something that, I don't know, I just repressed or like didn't want to think about at the time because because earlier in my life I've thought about thought about it but yeah at that stage I'd already like no Mm -hmm. made the decision not to think about it I guess okay now at least you you said that you uh accept Rosa in whatever form she takes whatever's whatever is best for her. Was there any, is there anything in transitioning that kind of causes you a, a little bit of pause because there are things that about her that you specifically like as they are? Um, well, for me, it's not so much Rose's um, body. It's more, um, she's still the same sweet and beautiful person I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. So I have, no problem if there are any um, physical changes. The only thing that gives me pause is um, we've had some 
it was a very emotional time for me when Rosa had her estrogen dose up and there was some emotional uh, trauma almost for me because Rosa's emotions just suddenly exploded everywhere and it was a very um, trying like month or so as her like hormones kind of balanced. It was almost like living with a 13-year-old girl. Um, just <laughs> nothing I did was right and there were lots of like very emotional moments. Um, so recently when Risa, uh, Rosa had her um, medication upped again, it was a moment where I was like, I'm very happy for you, but this is going to be a tough couple of months for me. <laughs> so I'm going to go so. away for a while and let you figure your crap out, and then I'll be back. Because yeah, every <laughs> single time my meds have been upped, um, I have gone a bit, like, emotionally just all over the place. Yeah. But this time has been fine. Yeah. so far because i think i recognize that happens now mm-hmm. so um so the first time it happened i tried to talk to you about it and i was just like you were being quiet the things you were doing are upsetting me quite a lot and that ended up being a very upsetting conversation but it was afterwards when like levels started to like you were feeling better in yourself and the hormone is kind of balanced then we can have that conversation going like, that was a very bad time for me. Mm-hmm. You always made me cry a lot. <laughs> um, so being able to recognize moments now, like when Rose is doing something like that, and we've had that conversation, it's a lot easier to point it out and say, hey, you're angry at me, but this isn't me. This yeah. is. And I, I don't even remember being all over the place. Yeah. Probably because, like, yeah, the, the hormone changes and, all that stuff just it can be a bit messy <laughs> so i absolutely love you and i adore you to bits but um every time you get that doctor's approval to like change any type of your medication it's more like yay oh my god <laughs> all right hold on seatbelt. <laughs> yeah <laughs> here we go it's gonna be a long couple of months so um as someone just recently in a new relationship, I, I'm always kind of curious. I've heard tale of the partners syncing up in their cycles. Is that something that's occurred for you and that you've noticed? Is, is there other times where you're both kind of really emotional and like there's a week where it's just tough for both of you to really communicate and um, and get along, I guess? Have you noticed? Um, there have been a few times we've sunk up, but nothing as bad has happened. Like the first time I experienced it was I went for an eyebrow appointment to get my eyebrow shaped mm-hmm. and I was like five minutes late to the appointment and afterwards I rang Elise and was like, I was five minutes late and the lady hates me. <laughs> I don't know. I was just all over the place and she's like, it sounds like you're on your period. It's okay, honey. <laughs> I think I was at work in the middle I of the felt, day. Because I was like, I'm feeling all bloated and my boobs hurt. And like, I'm just, everything's making me cry. I think the funniest one was when I called you out on being hormonal. And because you were really angry. And you're like, 
I know, and I can't stop. <laughs> and that was just like, oh yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> so I think we've had a couple of sync ups, but we, Rose and I don't really fight. We um, get into emotional kind of strops. Like, oh, we won't talk to each other for a little bit, but um, we never like actually argue. So hmm. it's not too bad. It's just emotionally trying. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. What else do we have in here that I can um, ask you? So, you know, you've kind of alluded to this a lot, but you feel that your relationship has improved a lot, at least since she's been able to transition and be herself? Yeah. Um, so Rosie's always kind of been a little sad. Um, it was especially towards um, about two years ago, it was like a sadness that I couldn't reach. I couldn't, I didn't know, I couldn't help. Um, so the last, is it two years? Well, ever since we had that conversation, it's just been like watching you just like blossom. You're, even at the highs and the lows, you're still the happiest I've ever seen you. And you're just so beautiful. Oh, um, that's so, so cute. Yeah. Um, I didn't get a chance to thank Becoming Diana for jumping in and, and clicking the follow there. Welcome in. I don't know that I've uh, seen you here in the, the channel before. And you're being a little quiet in the chat. Feel free to say hi and you know, join in the community. Everybody here is nice and welcoming. And also feel free to, to stay in the shadows and lurk if you'd like. It's totally fine. Mm -hmm. But thank you and welcome in. Um, so let's shift over to family because... That might be a little bit more of where the relationship or where the situation gets challenging. How have your, how did your friends and family react? And then the second part of that I like to ask is, does that, did that color um, how you felt about the situation in general, about her transitioning? So at the moment we live with my parents just because um, it's a tough time with my new job um so we're living with my parents mm -hmm. um and Rosa started transitioning um while we're still at home so it did have a bit of a moment where when we I wanted to come out a little bit earlier than Rosa felt comfortable with mm -hmm. um, yeah I was just so worried that like if I came out and they weren't accepting like where are we gonna go yeah so initially the plan was um, we started looking for rental properties and then the pandemic happened. Um, so that's through all types of job security worries that are still going on. Um, yeah. And so we just kind of made the decision, like, we're stuck here for a while. So yeah. Since we're stuck here, we may as well tell them. And I was kind of really confident that my parents would be fine with it. Um, mm -hmm. So it was a, we told my sister first. Yeah, that was, was, that was a few months before we told yeah. your parents. At Christmas, I think it was, we told her. Yeah, and she was like very, just straight away, really accepting. Um, we got my sister to come up again when she was up. Um, and we told my parents. And um, yeah, so they're like, Oh, we had noticed some differences. <laughs> yeah, also for, before. I came out to your parents like a few nights before I asked your sister 
Like, do your parents, are they, do they know anything or do you think they're guessing or anything? And she, she was like, well, on the drive up here, they did ask me, is there something going on with dead name? Mm-hmm. And she was like, she knew everything. And she was like, um, no. And then, then your dad apparently said, oh, well, we've noticed some bras on the line that don't look like Elise's. <laughs> so I'm like, and then she was like, they seem like they're accepting. So I was like, okay, we'll have a night where we sit them down, Elise and I, and then you'll be there and I'll tell them. And they were very, very accepting. The best they they just said to us, like, they know how happy we are. They always hear us laughing. And as long as we're still happy together, they support us anyway. Mm-hmm. And they'll always love us and we'll always have a place with them. Yeah. And then they asked, they also asked, um, like, they asked, like, what do they, like, what I want them to call me. And they said, like, pretty much asked what my pronouns were. Didn't use that word, but, like, asked, like, what I'd like to be called. So. Yeah, that was that was good. And they've only slipped up like not five or six times. I think your your dad's only slipped up like twice and that and that's it. Yeah. It's been really nice. And you know, it's always nice to say like, Well you raised me, so I'm gonna assume that they're as lovely as I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes sense that why you're so accepting then. It doesn't necessarily correlate but um it does make sense since they are so so accepting that you would be as wonderful yeah. as you are that's great um but our friends as well like um i don't have large group of friends i just have some small um very close friends and yeah when we told them um quite early on they were just very accepting and started calling you um rosa as soon as you let them know yeah because at that point that went we told them I wasn't going by Rosa. I was still going by my old name and I was still figuring out what pronouns I wanted because mm-hmm. initially I did go by she, her and they, them. But then eventually I dropped the they, them like a while later. But um, yeah, they they got on board like right away. Nice. Yeah, there's more your friends are worried about. Yeah, they were kind of a bit of my friends I was worried about. Yours were fine. But we haven't lost very, like, we haven't lost any friends. Hmm. It's, it's, my, it's my family I have problems with. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds, mm-hmm. like, it sounds like you have more of an LGBT background then, Elise, considering um, your, your sexual, sexuality definition. Is that true? Um, yeah, so um, my universe, like when I went to university, I did a uh, honours and I started a thesis, a PhD thesis, and my area of sub- study was um, queer studies. So I didn't start off that way. I did a um, just one little class that was, um, I think it was queer film and TV, and it just like ignited my new love. So I ended up um, starting my thesis on that. 
and it was about queer action heroes out of the closet and saving the day. <laughs> um, so I ultimately left that, but there was a lot of um, study and research and like being part of that community at university. So, um, yeah, yeah, I do have that background. And and because like knowing all that about you, that's why I knew that you'll be you would be fine with everything. Yeah, like, I was um, about. When we met, I had I was in the middle of uh, abandoning my PhD. So Rosa knew what she was getting in for um, in regards to like my sexuality and how open to everything I was. So when I first started dating Rosa, I was very much like, "So this is what I believe in. This is blah 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 blah. If you have a problem, we're going to have a problem." Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so she's always been so sweet and gorgeous, and yeah. It was just very accepting. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jeannie is saying in the, the chat that she wants to read your dissertation. Uh, <laughs> I think I've got like uh, 80,000 words. But we can find a, find a way to, to link to that or, or to post it on probably on the website once I get the transverse website finished. I'm pretty sure it's on this computer somewhere. Yeah, it was a bit traumatic. Um, so me leaving. So... It was more, I haven't looked at it since, but yeah. So I've got heaps of really good movie recommendations if you ever want. (laughs) And now Charlotte's asking about signed copies. So we'll get to, we'll get to that kind of stuff later. Once we get you published and all that, yeah, it'll be fine. Um, What has it been like for you, Elise, to be welcomed and brought kind of along with, with Rosa into this trans community here on Twitch and maybe in other avenues? It's been so lovely. Everyone's been so sweet and kind. Um, initially, because um, Rosa and I are quite codependent, um, <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really wanted to give Rosa a space to like kind of explore who she is without me. So um, she started uh, roller skating, and I was just very conscious of kind of like letting her have her own things to like she's on instagram i wasn't on instagram for a long time mm-hmm. just because i wanted her to have her own space so it's not us transitioning it's it's rosa rosa is like her own person and i kind of took a step back and so even quite recently especially with this show i watched this show with rosa's um and i was like Ooh. and then um I saw some of Rosa's Instagram pics and so I ended up joining Instagram and getting to suddenly meet all these lovely people on Twitch and yeah it's been a really it's a really nice and welcoming community and I really love everything you do with the transfers Emily. Oh thank you. Mm. Um, yeah it's been wonderful to have you and like I said I'm, I'm always I'm always so proud of our cis partners to trans people who are able to accept our our, our trans brothers and sisters and and to accept them and help them through their transition. So it's always lovely to have you have people like you along. Speaking of, um, like you joined the discord as well. So you're in there as well. I tend to lurk. (laughs) So, um, I don't post very often, but I'm reading and like little emotes and stuff. So Mm. try not to like take the space. Yeah. And you've put some like, book recommendations in there and stuff as well because because Elise is a librarian yeah I'm a librarian so if you ever want um any like resources and stuff like that because I did a lot of research after 
Um, so I have like a bunch of really good like research uh, resources, and especially like kids books and like young adult um, resources. Mm-hmm. I've got a whole bunch of those. And if you like, my little thing that I love is um, queer romance novels. So I've got plenty of recommendations for them. Nice, nice. Those are the good trashy kind. Ah, yes, of Mm. course. (laughs) Um, So somebody in the chat asks, Elise, how do you deal with uh, Rose's newfound friends here with the transverse that are constantly trying to steal your woman away from you? (laughs) Um, I'm okay with it. Mm. I know at the end of the day, Rose will come back, so it's fine. (laughs) That was that was Mira. That was Mira asking that question. She said, "Don't don't tell uh, me who it was until the end." So, because so it was Mira, <laughs> I've scrolled through her Instagram, going, "Who is this?" <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you've really blown through everything. All the the main questions here. Sorry. Um, one thing. No, it's fine. No, it's 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 wonderful. What? What have you learned about yourselves through this? Is there anything that you've been able to, to expand in your thought of, of yourself in going through this transition together? Just patience. I've learned patience. Like, um, so Rosa knows this one as well. So nothing will happen straight away. Um, Rose will have good days. I'll have bad days, back and forth. Like it's it's a relationship. There is ups and downs everywhere, and you just have to support each other through it. So, I've learned just to kind of like take a breath and just get through the day because tomorrow will probably be different. Mm-hmm. So, and just we learned to communicate a lot better. Like um, I feel bad that there's two years where Rosa was so like sad and upset that I wasn't there to kind of like support her in what she needed and we didn't have that conversation earlier and that yeah. kind of does upset me um uh, so just would you com- communicate a bit better maybe make sure to talk about everything and well it's not so much to talk about everything but the conversations we do have are meaningful and we do like talk about how we each make each other feel yeah that's pretty much it just being like we've always been open with our like with everything but sometimes like I used to feel that I don't know if something emotionally affected me like really deep down I just didn't want to say anything mm-hmm. now I've learned to like I don't know express my my feelings and how I'm feeling more into words that's that's pretty much um oh so you got a nice set of boobies (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Hmm. (laughs) um yeah changes everywhere (laughs) The good changes. No, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when I mentioned patience, um, 
it's very much for myself. So I know that Rose is absolutely beautiful. She's gorgeous. Um, we might be out in the shops and Rose is having a very bad dysphoric day and you know, I just want to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. But Rose is feeling terrible. She's feeling very self-conscious, might be feeling uncomfortable, and ultimately we end up going home and it's hard. I've learned to just like, that's fine. Like if that's what Rosa needs, if this is a bad day, no matter what I say or how I perceive her, it's not going to make it better. So that's just something that we kind of have to roll with mm -hmm. and learn to be a bit more patient. Yeah. Yeah, I had an ex that was prone to panic attacks. And that was one of the things that I had to learn in it is that when she had that time and was breaking down and crying and, and um, just having just in this state that I couldn't internalize any of it. It wasn't about me. She was just dealing with some stuff and I had to, had to let it go. And it can be hard yeah. to get there because, you know, you yeah. want to help your partner and you will also like to take on a lot of their things and, and wonder what your role was in it and, and just also just carry that burden for them. And sometimes you can't. Yeah, because yeah, when we go out in public a lot, I, I do sometimes not panic, but I get really self-conscious about how people perceive me. And like, I don't know, we get a lot of stares. But, and that, that really affects, like, how I feel, just people staring all the time. And then I just go through the motions of, like, have they, like, clocked me? And are they, are they going to say something? Are they going to, like, do something to me? And then it just keeps going around in my head, and then I start to panic, and I'm like, I need to get out of here before something happens. That's... That's what I go through pretty much. And you never get and to then, the you never get to the point where you think about, oh, we're a, we're a couple of, of really cute girls together and that's what they're <laughs> yeah. they're staring at. No, she has um me never get there. Never up. dawns on because you. Because we're like cute lesbians, huh? It's fine. <laughs> I'm like maybe I guess. And I also remind you, because um one time we watched you, Emily, and you're talking about how um I think it was you. You talked you meant started looking at other people and they always look sour mm -hmm. rather than they it not was, just when you're looking at um, you was, was it with it? Jeannie no it was your conversation with um what's her name uh her makeup and nails that's her mm -hmm. Andy tag. yeah Andy yeah I knew it started with A I just blinked. Yeah, that's um, something I've yeah. talked about a couple times because, you know, I did I, I did some of the similar things that you did, Rosa, where I was in this period of, you know, um, feeling too self-conscious to go full time, especially when on a day when I woke up and didn't feel like shaving. So I thought I had to go and present in guy mode then. So I put all the guy clothes on and would just go out in guy mode. And a couple times I was just like, you know what? I feel so self-conscious when I'm in girl mode. I should really just take the time to look at how people are looking and perceiving me and interacting with me when I'm in guy mode. And, you know, yeah. I, I I knew for a fact with that, with the exception of kind of long hair um, that I presented as a guy, as a, as just as a straight male. And um, I noticed in a lot of ways, I got the same, the same looks, the same sour faces, people that wouldn't make eye contact with me. Um, 
So yeah, I was just like, you- oh, okay, it's just people. It's not really what's going on with me when I'm in a certain mode or whatever. It's just welcome yeah, to because, the planet Earth. Because I remember Andy saying that she got into an elevator and a woman just kept staring at her. And Andy was like, oh no, what's going on? Why is she like grumpily staring at me for? And then the woman said, I love your makeup. Or like, I love your like lipstick. Mm-hmm. And that's why she was staring, but she was staring with a grumpy looking face. Uh-huh. She wasn't thinking anything negative. She was like admiring her. So yeah, sometimes I do have to think like they're probably not thinking anything. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time I'll be like, it's like what Emily said. <laughs> yeah, she does say that. She brings you up and it's like, oh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, there have been times where I've been so self-conscious that I do put boy mode stuff on mm-hmm. and yeah, um, I have had an incident in the guy's guy's bathroom, like this was a while ago, and I was like washing my hands and someone walked in and the guy was like, just looked at me. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't know. And I'm like, what's he talking about? And he walked out and walked back in and looked around and then looked around the corner and he saw that there were urinals. Uh And then he's like, uh, and I'm like, Oh, it's okay. And I ran out really fast because then I realized he thought I was he thought I was a girl, even though I was in boy mode. Mm-hmm. And then that that has something that's something that's really stuck with me. Yeah. And that was even after you had like electrolysis. I had so you're my, like... my face was so red from electrolysis. I had like bumps and stuff all over my face. Puffy and swollen. And it was like across here. So I yeah, hmm. I even at your worst, you look beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the, one of the things that blows me away is when, like, you said recently that you go in boy mode or you're not out to certain people. I'm like, how is that possible? You look and sound oh, completely like a woman. It's just like, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't because make sense. I haven't told my dad yet, and I did go see him last week. <laughs> and I assume he doesn't know or hasn't figured anything out but who knows it could be one of those things I, where he completely knows and is just waiting for you to bring it up you know when you're comfortable so like you're just you're just you're you're lying on the bed crying again rosa <laughs> you just need to get up and be honest and tell um eventually it'll eventually happen one day mira asks who has the better fashion sense rosa 100 percent um i don't wear uh makeup because i get really bad adult onset onset um acne mm. which just makes it really, really bad um so i don't wear any makeup and rose's fashion sense and just her makeup skills like are amazing so she's way more fashionable than me the thing is like i'm really hesitant to buy like super femme clothes and it's Usually, Elise that comes with me to like the shops, and she kind of like goes, "Do you like this one? Do I? You like that one?" And then sometimes I'm like, "Oh yeah!" Like with this, like this top, I was really hesitant to like say yes to it because I like, I, 
just couldn't imagine myself in it. Mm -hmm. And then she went and went off and just bought it. Yeah. Um, and that's what usually happens because I sometimes I just feel bad and just don't want to wear like I feel like I'm not good enough to wear like super femmy stuff. Mm -hmm. And then like Alice will just go off and like buy it for me. Like you're trying these on this this this. But you're getting to the stage where you can look at something. I'm like, we should try this on. You're like, no no, that's your fashion style. <laughs> That'll look bad on me. Mm -hmm. So anything that's really floral, Rosa says no to <laughs> straight away. So you're really kind of like getting into your swing of what looks good and yeah. The thing is, though, I'm starting to wear stuff my mum used to wear. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of yeah. I I don't know why because this is something that she would have worn. And 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 your jewelry. I'm not wearing my big earrings today. No, the the leopard print and animal print we keep getting. <laughs> so. Think with Rosa's mum, Elma used to wear, if you think about the nanny from the 90s, that's her fashion style. So we get to look forward to seeing Rosa in that. <laughs> oh, great. Can't wait. That's awesome. Um, no, no. So I think you you would sort of um, would would sort of have answered this question then, but do either of you borrow clothes from each other's closets? And if so, who does it more? I'm kind of short. So I'm a meter and a half, so I think I'm four eleven, I think. I'm not sure. But Rose is a little bit bigger than me, so I don't think we borrow much clothes. Okay. Um just because so we're quite different. Sizes. I have worn one of your dresses before that fit pretty good. Yeah. Um when I'm doing the washing sometimes it's hard to separate what's mine and what's hers, and I usually have to go who owns this one? Whose socks are these? <laughs> Whose top is this? Yeah. As long as I know, it's fine. But I think we share a lot of cardigans. Okay. Yeah. I have a cardigan problem, which nice. I think comes with being a librarian. Yeah. Rosie just wears them. <laughs> well, and, and they're, they come in quite handy, right? This dress isn't quite appropriate for, the, uh, for everything. It's got the spaghetti straps. It's not, not professional enough for the show. Throw a cardigan on. There I am. Now I'm all proper. Yeah. Was there a change that took you longer to get used to above everything else, Elise? Um, Just the hormones? I think it would be um, how Rosa feels about herself. That was the hardest to get rid of, like, to deal with. Because mm. there's normal relationship stuff that you deal with every day. But on top of that, there's also the um, up and downs. There's the dysphoria. There's, like, um, dealing with hormones and stuff like that. So just on top of already like doing day-to-day -day, like work life home life and stuff like that it can be a little bit tiring so I sometimes get quite um not exhausted but it can like kind of pile up if Rose is having like consecutive bad days and I'm already having bad days at work so it's like on top one on top of the other so it's I think that was the hardest um mm. thing to try to get used to the um just the additional layer that it adds to your life okay that makes sense if i'm trying not trying to like um like piffly say it's just it's a layer um just to it's a huge journey and it's a huge um change but it's like day to day 
especially like when you're like a year in, it's it's something that you just mm-hmm. adds to your day. Yeah, and it's not like it's from here to here. It's it's like a journey. It's back and forth. It's up and down, and it happens. It doesn't happen outside of your life. It happens within you, like your day to day life. So you are transitioning, and everyone around you is on that journey on top of everything else that is already happening. So mm. it can be like whole onslaught of things. Yeah. Um, Mira asks, what's something you're looking forward to as a couple? Ooh, because um, even before Rose and I don't take very many photos of each other, we'll have selfies, but we don't have many photos of us looking nice together. Um, about six months before Rosa... Uh, we had that conversation. We had these really nice photos when we were both um, part of a wedding party. And mm-hmm. I'm just looking forward to having some really nice photos of us so we can um, display them and put them in frames. Nice. I just want some nice photos where Rosa feels comfortable in herself and we both look beautiful. Yeah, because uh, you asked me for like a promo picture for the interview and I was like, <laughs> I don't really have much because like, yeah, my dysphoria stops me from taking photos a lot. Um, and so um, I was like, I just scroll far back in, like, one of our conversations to find that photo because, yeah, we don't take many together. What I love yeah, even um, in that photo, um, you, you, you have, you can, your phone is reflecting in your glasses. <laughs> because and it's sort of in the frame like you couldn't even put your own phone down while she was taking i think elise was taking that picture right yes that was something actually that was something um we had to navigate um in our relationship like after rosa started twitch streaming and getting on instagram i'm like get off your damn phone and like talk to me <laughs> so she had to like kind of talk about that and so like, i want some attention too mm. so yeah, yeah, so yeah, you let her go off and have her own community and do her own thing, but then it's just like, hey, um, hello, <laughs> you gotta like, come back. <laughs> I want some like raise your attention. Yeah, mm. I love this one from Jeannie. It's really sweet. What was your first date after transitioning and your oh. first date presenting as a woman together? Because it's been the pandemic, um, we haven't had a chance to go out as much as we normally would. I think. We went on a, a cruise in December. Yeah, we did. And, um, not, not this last oh, December before. 2019. So um, we went down to Tasmania on a cruise, and one of our favorite things to do was to dress up and go to the jazz bar. Mm. And I think that's one of our first ones because Rosa looked really nice. I don't think you would – you don't like any of the photos um, that we have of each other. So I count that as one of our first, like – looking good dates together as Rosa and Elise. But yeah. I don't know if Rosa does. Um it was one of the first times I really presented. Um, presented more femme in public. And I know it was on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And in your dead name? Yeah, um, oh. my name wasn't legally changed yeah. at that point. So mm-hmm. Um, and we booked it like on, a year and a half in advance. So. Yeah, so like all my cards and stuff for the ship were in that name. So 
because on the, on the cruise ship when you have to pay for stuff you have to use like your card with your name on it and stuff so i made you pay for a lot of stuff yeah because there was a lot of pronouns being thrown around yeah because since it was very american they do hey ma'am thank you ma'am. sir and ma'am they that's something that mm. they use a lot here in Australia, when you go to a place, no one uses sir or ma'am. It's hmm. just hello. G'day, mate. <laughs> so that was a bit off-putting for me because sometimes people on the ship would be like, hello, sir, ma'am, sir, quite a bit. Yeah. So that's rough, yeah. But you know, I think I, I was hope I ho would hope that being on the cruise, you see a limited number of people a lot of times, so eventually they would get the pronouns right and all of that. And I love that idea of being kind of early in the transition, especially in the relationship, and being able to go out and and take that that cruise where it's people you'll never see again. You don't have to give a crap, and you can you know, live your life as that out in public, but not the public that's going to see you regularly. So once it's it's over, then you get to go back. And I think it's a great idea. Yeah, that. so that's kind of why I did dress more femme on the, on the ship. Mm -hmm. Got to try a few different things. It was a year after our cruise, we did go to Hawaii, and my wasn't changed then, was it? You went out to my family. I wasn't out to Elise's family or anything like that at the time. Mm. So, your, no, your sister didn't even know. And so, yeah, I would like to go back because... That was a that, rough... That was a rough time. Hmm. The, as we're in the boarding, we're about to board the plane, Rosa gets this phone call from her endo, endocrinologist, mm -hmm. saying, we've got an opening. If you can make it in the next two hours... You can have an appointment that we'd been waiting for like six months for. Uh, so Rosa had to turn it down yeah. and was I, very emotional and upset for the. Yeah, because if they, if they called me an hour earlier, I wouldn't have been in like the airport and mm. I would have, I would have changed my flight, go home, like get my HRT and then be like, all good. Cause I was waiting months for this phone call, but yeah, I was, in waiting to board the plane and they called me and then that was the whole holiday ruined Just so emotional rosa it was an emotional rosa coaster <laughs> then, uh, yeah on on that flight after uh, i got that phone call um the kids sitting behind me i like i was crying the kid behind me like was trying to do something with their seatbelt and then flung it and it smacked me right in the head. And I'm like, ah! and I'm already crying. And then um, in the middle of the flight, your dad opened the, the two, three bottles of alcohol and like just spilt it on me. And I'm like, ah, worst day ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as I said, have the ups and downs. And but I did, I did buy my first bikini. Yes, nice. And keep trying on, because uh, we're not comfortable enough to go swimming yet. But next summer, I'm going to convince Rosa to go to the beach with me. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> because like the hardest thing for me has been was the thing of coming out to your family 
and then all the stuff with my sister and just issues that I have about myself really. That, those are the main things I've been worried about or slowed things down or that are problems. Yeah, Elisa's just been amazing and just so supportive. Like, I've never had a problem. And I, and I knew that she was never going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. She's a problem in different ways. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of The Transgender Show from the Transverse Network. Watch the full video version of the show live Tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash the transverse. And be sure to catch our slate of other great shows there as well. If you love what we're doing and want to support The Transverse, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash the transverse.